0: Almighty Father, will you give us grace by your Holy Spirit that we may see the death of Jesus Christ, not merely as a tragic event that happened a long time ago that can evoke our pity, that we may see it as our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Um, the last words of Jesus: "There, it is finished." The very important words. You notice uh, the Apostle John uh, mentions just a, a few sentences before that that Jesus uh, explicitly spoke in the last minutes of his life, knowing that all was finished. And it would be tempting to hear those words as kind of the dram- dramatic conclusion of a tragedy, you know. A, the, the hero, the martyr, maybe cries out in suffering, I'm finished, and then dies. But that's not what this is. In fact, it's the opposite. Because if we, if we could reach in and, and grab and see the meaning of those words, it is finished, then we would understand precisely why it is that we rightly call this Good Friday and not Tragic Friday. Or Dark Friday. Because despite all the sadness and the weight of this day, the darkness of this day, which is all appropriate, nevertheless, uh, that those words, It is finished, is, is not the cry of defeat, it's the cry of victory. And it seems to me uh, that never has so much hope been vested in so few words on so grim a day as the words, it is finished. And to kind of put it in context, go back, just in your mind, recall the grand story of the Bible. You remember in the very beginning of the Bible, do you remember how God works? He he works, he he works hard, he he gets things done, he creates everything in six days, which is pretty good. And then on the seventh day, God rests. And God rests not because he's tired, Um, it's not a work-life balance thing. Um, He rests because it's done. It's accomplished. It's finished. It's just right. He says it's very good. And so what what, uh, remains is for God to rest and enjoy what it is God has created. And so God rests with God's people, uh, with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve respond by enjoying God. And and there in the very beginning of the Bible, the whole culmination of Of the work of God, the creation, is so that there can be this culmination of joy as God and God's people rest together. And that is the mark of a work of God that's done, really deeply, finally finished. Rest between God and God's people enjoying one another. But then obviously, you know, know that everything goes wrong and humanity rejects that relationship. Rejects that rest and instead of trusting in God's word and God's goodness and God's love humanity prefers themselves They trust the snake and in so doing they amputate themselves from God and from God's rest And one of the surprising things that results from that is that uh, humanity begins to experience just profound futility in work Uh, They work, but they never rest, and they never rest because their work is never done. And that's true of their literal work, but it's more deeply true of humanity's attempts to reach back and reach God again. Uh, St. Augustine said, uh, we were made for God and our hearts are restless until we find our rest in God, and that rest just never seems to come. And that captures our story doesn't it? Humanity wants God, we reach out for God, we work for God, but even when we pour out all our best efforts, even our best attempts don't work. In whatever path we choose, we follow our hearts, we find our hearts deceive us. We become rigorous in our religion, but we find out that we're Pharisees and hypocrites. Uh, We Uh, bend our mind to the greatest questions that we can ask, and we're ever going deeper, but we never get to the bottom. There's this feeling of futility, and we're never done. The writer of Ecclesiastes puts it this way. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is a vexation. Even in the night his heart does not rest. And this is vanity. This is futility. You ever had trouble sleeping? We work and we work and we work and we do many great things. And yet we're never finished. And our work and even our best religious work and especially our best religious work, it never gives us the rest we need. It never gives us the rest of simply knowing God. And that's why Jesus comes as such a surprise. Because everything in us says the only way to get back to God is through working. I've got to earn it just like I've earned everything else. But then we meet the God of the Bible. And one of the striking things about the God of the Bible is that God is always working on behalf of his people. You see that in the Hebrew scriptures, but you see it preeminently in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is fully and perfectly God and at the same time fully and perfectly human. And therefore, when Jesus works, he works both as human and as God. And as God, when he works for us, just like God's work of creation could be perfect and therefore finished, so Jesus' work of redemption is perfect and therefore it can be finished. And on the other hand, Jesus works as humanity, and therefore, in a remarkable and mysterious way, his work can count for us. His work of obedience can count for us, but above all, his work of dying can count for us. In other accounts of Jesus' suffering, he cries out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because as Jesus was suffering upon the cross, he was experiencing the full penalty of our sin. He was experiencing our God-forsakenness, our self-amputation from God. And he did that in order that everyone who had forsaken God could be pardoned, receive amnesty, receive total forgiveness so that the same God who created all things and therefore could be finished and could rest, that same God now toils upon the cross for the redemption and the forgiveness of his enemies. And when all of that toil is finally done, because for him it was not futile, when all of that was finally done, he cried out, it is finished. And that is not the cry of tragedy the proclamation of victory it's the cry that proclaims to you and me that all is complete all is complete our work is done Christ has worked for us and therefore we can enter a rest we could never deserve but he has purchased Hebrews chapter 9 puts it this way Christ appeared once for all to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself Hebrews chapter 4 puts it this way. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God rested from his. Jesus said it's finished. And this is the day when Jesus worked to give you that rest. Not because we deserve it. We don't deserve it. Stop acting like it. But because he merited it. And he gives it to us free of charge at infinite cost. Rest in his work. Amen.